all your Blue Jays rumors, news, transactions, and analysis right here every week on Inside the Dome Podcast. Now here's your host, Derek and Johnny. Hello and welcome Inside the Dome, your favorite podcast that is also saying sayonara to Buffalo. I'm Donnie. And you know what? It's saying hello to Toronto. And I am DB. That's true. The Jays announced this week that they're officially heading back to Toronto as of July 30th, the start of a series against the Royals, I believe. They will host the Royals, the Cleveland Indians, and the Boston Red Sox before hitting the road again. And uh, all indications are that they will remain in Toronto for the rest of the season. Currently, for the first 10 games, those first three series, they're accepting 15,000 fans in the stands. So it'll be great to see uh, our fellow Blue Jay fans, DB, uh, cheering from the stands. And hopefully before the summer's out, we can be two of those fans. Yeah, let's hope. I really am dying to see a fucking baseball game in person, like, so bad. Uh, the the thing, though, with this is, uh, yeah, there'll be a home crowd there. Not going to be freaking Boston Red Sox fans getting all the fucking cheers that piss me off. Yeah, that, uh, that, that we talked about that earlier when they, earlier in the season, I should say, when they moved from Dunedin to Buffalo, we said, you know, in Dunedin, they were really always the, the road team. The fans were never cheering for them, regardless of who they were playing. We said when they hit Buffalo, it, they'll be mostly Blue Jays fans, with Which the exception right. of when the Yankees came into town and potentially the Red Sox, and we've seen it now. But hey, one benefit of that Red Sox series, DB, game ringed out. That game's going to be made up in Toronto yeah. as part of a, a doubleheader. So the Red Sox fans did lose one opportunity to cheer for the Red Sox in Buffalo, and Blue Jays fans will have the opportunity to cheer for their team for that game uh, when it gets made up. I believe that's August 7th. But before going too far ahead to the Red Sox series and, and getting all sad and shit, DB... We got super excited coming out of the All-Star break. Oh, yeah, we got to have fun uh, with the Texas Rangers series. But uh, before that, I know I wanted to say with all, everybody going back, I know the players are really freaking excited to go back to Toronto, and they've been saying, like, yeah, I've never got the player. I think it was only, like, 13 people on the current roster have played in Toronto. Yeah, something like that. I mean, the uh, Marcus Simeon, of course, hasn't played in Toronto a as, as, a, as a Blue Jay. Of course, everyone that came uh, to the team last year, so ace Robbie Ray has never pitched in Toronto. Alec Manoa, of Ross. course, just came up this year, never pitched in Toronto. Ross Stripling added up trade deadline last yep. year, never pitched in Toronto. But the kids, Bo, Lords, they all, he, he, and Vladdy have all been there. Yeah, most of the position player core. Uh, Randall Teos. Yeah, I guess Espinal is kind of the only guy that yeah, hasn't. I yeah, uh, I believe he made his major league oh, debut Springer, last year. And Springer, of but he's course. played there with uh, Houston. Yeah, yeah. probably so, Simeon as well. Yeah, Simeon's clubs. played many, many times yeah. in Toronto over the years, but never he's never been in the home team clubhouse. No. Same with Springer. So. No. And, I mean, they did lots of upgrades to Buffalo, but, I mean, Toronto is still a major league clubhouse, and the amenities will be much better than what they had in Buffalo, so I'm sure that's something to look forward to, even if there's the downside of having to uproot your family again, which I guess we will touch on later on in the series. They all were saying that, how tiring the hotel life is. Ross said he wants to just be in his own 
area, or I don't know if they have the if they all have their own place in Tron. I assume they do. Uh, some of the players probably do that had um, like, that had been with the yeah. team in prior years. I don't think Ross Stripling and Robbie yeah. Ray probably made plans because it was so unknown They're whether they were like going into nice Toronto condo, or not. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure the team is providing them with a hotel or, or some sort of stays until they can find something, but they got enough time that hopefully they're able to. Uh, we'll touch more on Ross Stripling and his issues later on when we talk about the Red Sox series since he did admit that they weighed on him quite heavily. Let's get the good vibes going, DB, in this uh, in this Ranger series. Yeah, so we kicked it off with Vladdy Jr., home run number 29 on a fly ball to center field. That was in the bottom of the first. Not much action till the bottom of the third when Marcus Simeon also homered his 23rd of the year on a fly ball to left field, and it's 2 nothing Jays. Teoscar Hernandez actually said, hey, I'm going to follow suit. Boom. 12th of the year, home run to left field. Vladdy was on base. It's 4 nothing Jays. And then continuing in the bottom of the third right now, Randall Grichik homer, 17th on a fly ball to left field. Stay hot, guys. And it's uh, 5 nothing Jays going to the bottom of the fourth. In the bottom of the fourth, the Jays continued piling on against Texas starter Jordan Lyles. Uh, Lyles only made it through four innings. Uh, before the Rangers went to the bullpen. But Bo Bichette singled on a line drive to left field, scoring Marcus Simeon. And then in the sixth inning, Bo Bichette back with the bat again with another RBI, this time singling in Reese McGuire and uh, moving Marcus Simeon to third on a single once again to the outfield, making it a 7-0 Toronto lead. And Vladdy Guerrero Jr., not content with one home run in this game, he went yard himself, following up that Bo Bichette single, allowing Marcus and Bo to come in. It, this was a 10-0 game, DB, heading into the ninth inning. Yeah, this is a write-off. Yeah, this was not too much going right for the Texas Rangers. They did scratch across two runs in the ninth inning against Jacob Barnes. I swear to God, we're not, we're not in trouble. We're not under arrest. Yeah. If you can hear the sirens that, in the background. Those, those sirens, DB, are the ambulance going to take a look at Danny Jansen's hamstring. Oh, my God. Poor guy. Two, two people died on that play last night. Yeah. Oh, God. For, for clarity, we're recording this on July 22nd, the day the Blue Jays off day before the Mets series, just after the Boston series ended. We'll have a look ahead on Instagram. I should really start doing those because you've been doing Well, I them. thought that since we're recording today, DB, which by the time people hear this, it will already be posted. I figure we could do it together okay, uh, sure. today. Uh, but yeah, so the Rangers did score two runs off Jacob Barnes in the ninth inning. Jacob Barnes walked Nate Lowe to start the inning before giving up uh, a home run to Eli White. And that was the that was the only runs the Rangers would muster, not only this game, DB, but this entire series. Yeah, they got shut out a lot, hit hard. Yeah, absolutely right. And uh, as for the Toronto pitchers in this game, Robbie Ray looked good, pitching six and two-thirds innings, only gave up four hits and two walks. Struck out eight, which causes pitch count to go up. Adam Simber came in in the seventh, finished that inning off before Barucki and Barnes took the eighth and ninth inning. This was Barucki's first first appearance uh, since being activated off the IL, so it's great to see him back in that Blue Jays bullpen. He's an important arm for them as we uh, as we march towards a trade deadline and hopefully uh, a season of contention for the our Toronto Blue Jays. Absolutely. So that was the uh, the Friday game, DB. Yep, so Saturday's Saturday. game, of course, got rained out. 
uh, and they rescheduled it as part of a or two yeah, game doubleheader on inning. Sunday, seven innings. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get. Yeah, across. short games. And uh, spoiler alert, because I had already mentioned it earlier. The shutouts. Uh, yeah, the the Rangers didn't score any runs on this game, but that didn't mean the Blue Jays didn't. <laughs> Marcus Simeon, he was at it, but uh, he ground out to uh, for an RBI that scored a Lords. And then Bo Bichette singles on a sharp line drive, and then uh, Espinal scores, and it's uh, two nothing Jays. Danny Jansen, then boom, that power we were talking about last week. <laughs> Danny Jansen solos three nothing. Too bad he's hurt because I thought he was starting to get in the swing of things. Randall Grichik then sacrifice fly doing his job. Scoring Teo, uh, who is our daddy sometimes. <laughs> Lourdes Gurriel Jr. then grounds sharply. A hard-hit ball to Nick Solak. And then uh, was able to score Teoscar Hernandez. 5 uh, nothing, and that's pretty much uh, Jordan Romano shut the door. Yeah, well, this was actually a Hunjin Ryu's. Oh, yeah, Ryu played the whole game, he, right? Yeah, he, oh, pit, yeah, he, yeah. he pitched the complete games. Seven-inning games do not count as no-hitters, but they do still count as complete games and shutouts. Yeah. So Ryu went the full seven innings. The Rangers were only able to muster three hits off him and one walk, so very few yeah, base runners. Great. I mean, kudos to Texas pitchers as well. Allard pitched very well for them. I said in my look-ahead that... He's pitched yeah. pretty well for for Texas this year. Just Texas hasn't been able to score any runs since. They have no hit. Who the heck's Joey Gallo is going to hit you some home runs? But again, the guy's batting two thirty five. Yeah, well, and it and it doesn't do you much good when you're hitting a home run with uh, with no, no one on, on base because no one can get on. Exactly. So I mean, they, uh, are they in total rebuild? Absolutely. Right? They should be. They haven't gone that far yet. Yeah, they're they're they've, absolute. They've shit. still been signing stopgap, which I mean has worked out for really? them. Really. Uh, I mean, they they flipped Lance Lynn in the off season, but yeah. he was signed to a three year deal. Kyle Gibson is signed to a three year deal. Right? They just signed him last year. Well, Kluber, yeah, well, he was, free agency. Yeah, right? Kluber yeah. was to free agency. He only pitched one inning for them. So they're trying to build through stop gaps, but uh, they they need a complete teardown and likely yeah. a couple years like this where they're constantly losing. All right, game so- two of the doubleheader. We've seen uh, Steven Matz take the hill in this one against uh, Mike Fultonavitz. And, uh, ooh, poor See, Mikey F. Oh, he got effed <laughs> up. Yeah, he got effed <laughs> up is, is exactly it. Teoscar, baby, right there. Hernandez doubles, and he was able to score uh, Bo Bichette. And then George Springer advances to third. This is all in the bottom of the first inning. one nothing Toronto. Randall Grandel Grichik. He, he wasn't really doing much Grandel in this series. Well, it was tech, this was technically an RBI hit. was a soft ground ball. It just happened to sneak through. Yeah, and then uh, George Springer is able to score 2 nothing Jays. Then Lourdes Goriel hits a grand slam after Kevin Biggio walked. And then Randall and Teo were on base. And, yeah, 6 nothing, And then it just... It, the fun doesn't stop here, right? Bottom of the second, right, Don? That's true. But I want to highlight in oh. that first inning... All those runs came in with two outs. Marcus, yeah. Simi- Marcus Simeon singled to start the inning, but then Bo Bichette and Vladdy Guerrero Jr. both got out. Um, so when you hear that there was a six-run inning, you normally think Bo and Vladdy probably had something to do with it, but no, that that was two outs before no. Springer singled. 
and Teo doubled, and, and Randall Gritchick singled, and Kevin, Kevin walked, walked, and Lourdes, of course, with the, with I will the say, knockout Grand Slam. Lourdes has been great with runners in scoring position this season. He's been one of the best on the team. He, he's he been hot as of lately. We'll see I if that continues. He, it has, is like a couple months a streak, though? Doesn't I, it kind of go well, away after a couple weeks? Okay, so... With with runners in scoring position, it, it depends on okay. what's happening in front of you, right? So Randall yeah. Gritchick has been cold. Yes. He's generally been Kevin's hitting before, done nothing. before Lourdes. So it, it's all about, you know, when Lourdes is coming up with runners in scoring position. So I think Lourdes, for a number eight hitter, he's got to be up there as one of the best number eight hitters in the league. <laughs> uh, offensively, sure. As, as we've oh. seen, defensively, he can use some work. but uh, uh, he, he can't track down a fucking fly ball if his life depended on it. Yes, he takes some very bad routes, for sure. Um, <laughs> DB is currently acting out Lords in the outfield, and it, and it looks about as bad as you imagine it would. Uh, but, yeah, so I wanted to segue that with Vladdy not doing anything in the top of the first, because Vladdy came up in the bottom of the second. Show. Yeah, hit his third home run in as many games. <laughs> Uh, with uh, giving the Blue Jays a 7 nothing lead. George Springer, batting behind him, said, hey, that looks fun. Let me do that, too. He homered himself. And then Randall Gritchick, the third home run in the inning. He's got a weird swing, doesn't he? Randall, he, like, yeah. It's like T-Rex swing. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he pulls his hands in very yeah. quickly. He uh, goes inside. Yeah, well, that's that's generally why people don't pit, pitch Randall Gritchick inside, <laughs> but they did. And that was after uh, Teoscar had reached. So, really, it was four straight uh, runners reaching base. You can pitch this guy anywhere and he'll hit it out. Yeah, Vladdy <laughs> doesn't, uh, doesn't care. He hits him everywhere. Uh, so, yeah, four straight batters reaching base yeah. with the Teoscar walk in between those three home yeah, runs. this was a what? Yeah, 10 nothing. That made it 10 nothing, and that's they where They kind of just stopped after that. They're like, yeah. But. Yeah, they ended up uh, letting, you know, Espinal play and, and Jonathan yeah, Davis look, play. Yeah, look, because you can see, look, 6-4, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> they just yeah. stopped. Bracing Valera got into the game as well. Oh, just... what about the, the kid, the Amherst, New York kid on Texas who got his first hitter? Oh, okay, we're not talking, we're talking about, I'm talking about Heem. Oh, Heem's okay. the kid from uh, Amherst. Let's, let's see, this can, this can be uh, found out quickly. Do, 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 do. Yeah, Buffalo, New York, you're yeah. right. And people were popping for him when he got a hit. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, they didn't need much hits, uh, or they didn't muster much hits. Uh, <laughs> but he was the hometown kid, yeah. that's what I was getting at. Steve, Steven Matz uh, pitched five innings, only allowed three hits. Uh, best start since coming off the the COVID list. Yeah, he's looked horrible until then. Yeah, and then because... Again, he's getting a fucking shit-ass team, so... Yeah, that's basically what happens. I I would say I would love to see Steven Matz get traded, but the thing is, we don't have anyone else we need him. Yeah, we don't have pitching depth (laughs) right now. Um, Rafael Doliz, Tyler Saucedo finished off the game with a 10-0 lead. You can go to your lesser trustworthy guys. You like Sacedo, don't you? Sacedo has pitched well. He hasn't had any... Yeah, um, he hasn't had big, like, he hasn't had trustworthy high, spots. Yeah, he yet. hasn't had no. any high leverage stuff. But, no. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad right? thing because he is young. He just made his Major League debut this year. So I'm fine with Ryan it. Ryan Barucki's 
Rancor going to be thrown into those situations oh, very yeah, shortly. Yeah, until they can get uh, get yeah. some trade help. If they well, even get some trade help. Yeah, when's the deadline? It's in like a week. It, it's, the end, it's the end of the month. It's July Are they going to do another move, you think, soon? I think it depends on what happens with this next with the next series. Um, the to be honest, we should be we should be crushing the Mets this series. Yeah, well, we we can't. We need to sweep them. Yeah, well, that's basically where we're at. So, finishing off the highs of the Rangers series, we go into a series against oh. the Red Sox, hoping to make up some games on the division leaders. Uh, but that did not happen. Our good buddy Mike McClett would say would categorize this into one word: pain. Oh. <laughs> Right? I, I was thinking shit show, but that's all one word. No, I, one guess word. You can, I guess you can hype You know that like gif he always posts? Pain. Yeah. Yeah. This was, how painful was this? I, I, I wanted to like crawl in a hole when I was oh watching this. Oh my god, you it was too? awful, yeah. Both of, both of the games and were of, awful. And of course, just when I was like giving up, it's like the Jays scored a couple runs, and it was like, oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. And then Jordan Romero shit the bed. Yeah. And he, you know what, though? He hasn't done it too much this season. They shouldn't have given him 10 days rest, so it's way too fucking much. But I guess with the break, it kind of it happened that way. Yeah. So yeah. you can't really fucking blame or throw shade at anyone, but you know what? It's fucking shitty. It sucks. Yeah, well, and especially I'm sure they want to work him into this first game against the Red Sox, but... Uh, yeah, let's just it was say uh, before the, everybody uh, in the Red Sox lineup was hitting to the moon. Yeah, yeah. And kind of the last game, too. Ross Stripling started Ooh. this game and uh, and didn't get much further than that. Eight runs later in the first fucking inning. Yeah, so Ross... I know I'm leaning. I'm probably peaking a lot, but... Uh, Jesus uh, Christ. I was just about to like throw a freaking rock at the... TV. Yeah, so Ross Stripling uh, left the game with one out in the first inning. He had uh, he had just allowed a grand slam to make it six to nothing. <laughs> Who hit that? Kiki Hernandez or was that? That was Hunter Renfro hit the grand slam. Kiki. Okay, you said he's always been a home run threat, eh? Yeah. I so, thought I thought that he was just shit. And yeah. So never Ren, Renfro has power, but uh, it's he making misses con- all the time. It's making contact that's rough. But so, against the Blue Jays, he's been making goddamn con- contact even in when he was with the race. Yeah, absolutely. Like, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the big blow. Six nothing uh, yeah. when Ross Stripling left. Anthony K came on no in bad. relief. It was, yeah. wasn't much better. Yeah, he he promptly allowed <laughs> a single and a Kike Hernandez two run shot to make it eight nothing. Uh, before finally getting yeah. the uh, the third out of the inning, uh, but only after uh, eleven batters came yeah. to the plate for the Red Sox. Anthony K looked horrible, but what a signing though uh, Hernandez was for the Red Sox in the off season. Hernandez is another one that gets hot a lot. He's hot yeah. right now, but oh, he, he is. He's he was he was not earlier <laughs> the season. Uh, That's probably why the Dodgers moved away from him, right? Well, the Dodgers have uh, have accumulated a lot of depth, yes. and and, uh, and who would know the old man that I say is old, but he's not old. Taylor, yeah. Chris Taylor, <laughs> yeah. So they, how who would have thought that guy would have been an all star this year? Yeah, not me. Well, Max Muncy, same same type oh, of situation. Oh, Max Muncy's been good for the last few years, though. Chris Taylor, though, has, was too. has Taylor been good for? I thought. See, I always thought he was just a journeyman who never could get anything. He was good. until he went to the Dodgers like two <laughs> years ago. Yeah, I guess it's Ta- been Taylor. Two years, yeah, it? Taylor got got good. The yeah. one, the I can't remember the exact year. I think maybe 2018. Muncy's been better. And then Muncy was right? two, no, Muncy was the Same year time? after. Oh shit! The the Dodgers. See, I always heard Muncy. I never heard much of Taylor till lately. The, the Dodgers picked Taylor off the off waivers. I think yes. from the Mariners in 2006. 
17 or 18, I okay. can't remember. And then he was good for them. Okay. Max Muncy was the following year yeah, he picked was off from, from the, the A's. Oh, the A's. The A's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ironically... What's with what's with the Dodgers? That, like, just their system must be elite, they, right? They have very... Because isn't Pujols, like, he's not playing much, but when he has, he's been okay this yeah, season. He's the, hit a couple the, pinch the run home runs. The Dodgers have a good... Uh, must have a good scouting department. Yeah. That they're able to identify guys that are breakout. Justin Turner was another one. Yeah. Justin Turner yeah. was let go by the Mets. He wasn't even. It wasn't even. He was in arbitration, but it wasn't expensive arbitration because he wasn't good at that point. And then he became good. Yeah. It was Is like Bellinger Met- similar, or was he? No, drafted, Bellinger huh? was he by was the drafted? Dodgers. Okay. He was top. Yeah. Okay. He was a top prospect, but yeah. in saying that, Bellinger has not been good. this No, year. he has not been good this year, and that's why you don't buy a jersey of a guy after one good season. That's what you said. You said, <laughs> st- but guess what? I think there's exceptions sometimes. I mean, if you get like an MVP year out of the guy, you're feeling good about it. But at the same time, if you get one MVP year and then they tank and they're awful for the next five years, it sours you yeah. on the guy, especially if you give him like a big extension or something like that. Is that, that. why you don't buy uh, current jerseys? But you said you there's a few guys you might be persuaded to next year or something, right? It, it depends, right? So if Lottie has an MVP year, that sounds yeah. good. But then at the <laughs> same time... He yeah. could he could suck or he could just become like I hate Toronto trade me yeah so something like that can sour I still franchise want to judge, <laughs> yeah something like that could sour franchise but then you can go with the like so yeah let's finish this up we're going off topic again <laughs> we always do so uh so yeah so we saw Hunter Renfro Grand Slam then they made it it was like what what was the score at the end of it like fifteen nothing or something well it was basically so it was twelve nothing. After the fourth inning, yeah. and then uh, in the bottom of the fourth, the Jays scratch across four runs, and we're like, "Oh, maybe," but uh, that was about it. Uh, the Boston added insurance run in the sixth, so yeah, it, yeah, thirteen, thirteen, the four final. Uh, Ross Stripling did not pitch well. He said after the game that uh, you know it was weighing on him, his family situation, and not being li- able to see living them. in ho- a suitcase and eating uh, restaurant food every night. He said, "Yeah, that pissed him off. He's tired of that." Yeah, so the Jays basically went through their entire bullpen in this game. Uh, Tyler Saucedo had to pitch two innings. Uh, Anthony Kay and Jacob Barnes, who were supposed to go lengthy, um, only went an inning and a third due to high pitch counts and Kay's ineffectiveness. But that should not be an excuse for Ross. You're a major league fucking pitcher. Get your shit together. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Ross hasn't been good for a while. Like, his last last couple starts starts. have not been good. So, it makes you wonder if maybe he... He got hot. if, if (laughs) If he changed the way he did things and other teams realized yeah, what yeah. he was doing and uh even, and even robbie rank uh, who started this game he looked okay but he gave up too many runs yeah so similar to the ranger series the game two got rained out of this one um and as we alluded to earlier that will be made up later on in the year in toronto um this game uh, was the finale of the series robbie ray starting we felt good about this one db but robbie ray giving up multiple home runs in a game has returned this yeah. is the robbie ray of 2020 uh where you know he was walking guys giving up home it's, runs yeah, it was one of his worst starts in a long time yeah versus and boston had garrett richards going and that garrett richards has been awful and how was he he was great until later on yeah, he he eventually fell off. The Blue Jays the caught him, but uh, yeah, well, Vladdy caught him in the fourth, and he, then uh, and then Springer and Teoscar went back to back, and then you get, you you get life with that. It's five four, and you're like, okay, we're fucking coming back, and then pain. 
Yeah, all of uh, all the runs charged to Robbie Ray were off of home runs. Yeah. He did give up a single, but he gave up three home runs and a double. Yeah. And one was a two-run shot, right? Yeah, that was after the double. Yeah, and then let's see here. Yeah, four four earned runs, so three home runs and a double. And then Jordan Romano comes in after being up on both of the batters. He gave home runs up. He was up two nothing. Yeah, Jordan Romano and boom, bo- boom. up bo- high. Yeah, both pitches were basically in the same spot. Yep. The uh, the, Not, the and they weren't even strikes. Yeah, the well, no, the one was the one yeah. two. J D Martinez yes, was actually yeah. up and out of the zone, but good, J D Martinez can actually hit those pitches. Uh, Hunter Renfro's Renfro. though was at the top, top of the strike, strike zone. zone. Yeah, so he was able to, uh, oh, to and, crush that. And one. they're two different hitters. J D Martinez is leaps and bounds better than Hunter Renfro at hitting. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. DB and uh, yeah, Jordan Romano seems the he's the Blue Jay that seemingly has been affected most by the ban on sticky stuff. His his yeah. spin rate on his slider is way down. Yep. He's not throwing his. He slider. was definitely using it. He's not throwing his slider nearly as much, and when he does, it's being hit with the sunscreen. Yeah, well, yeah. So <laughs> Tyler what, Glass now special. Yeah, so whether it's the spider tack or the sunscreen and rosin combination, uh, it's yeah. affecting Jordan Romano. Hopefully he can get on track and learn how to pitch differently without giving up as many runs because yeah. even uh, the, with the layoff, he's had some uh, outings recently where they've been worrisome, you know, where he'd walk a guy or two and then eventually get the save. It, it hasn't been the dominant Jordan Romano that we've seen earlier in the season no. uh, where he was just able to mow guys down and yeah. felt good he with struggled. him coming in. His last two starts with the double walk and then getting out of it, this was the double homer. Not a good sign to step into. Uh, mostly go backwards, not forwards, right? Yeah, absolutely. And compare that to Matt Barnes, a closer for the Red Sox, who has just been money all yep. year. and Their pen has been pretty good for and the most picked part. Up the save. Yeah, well, they... they well, you said the one guy who came came in Olivier or something? Adam Adovino. Adovino. You said he's not very good. It's not that he's good. He's a very good relief pitcher. Just the Jays seem to always be able to hit him. I'm going back to last season in New York. I'm sure everyone remembers that meltdown game. And Adovino had been pitching well up to that point. The Yankees basically gave him to the Red Sox in the offseason in exchange for them taking on his salary. And he's been solid for the White Sox. Uh, I think the thing with the with the Red Sox is, as long as their starters can get them into the sixth or seventh inning, then they can use that really good back end to get the rest of the way. Yeah, it's the middle guys that aren't very good, and unfortunately. In either game, the Jays weren't able to get to those middle guys. Yeah, and they were in this game. They're absolutely in this game, but uh, they lose seven to four. And uh, one of the games got—it's getting re- we talked about in the beginning. It's getting rescheduled uh, because of the thunderstorms. But uh, yeah, you lose two games, two heartbreaking games. You were in the well, it was five one, so they weren't really in it, but they did come they, back. They were in it. Yeah. There was five four going into the eighth yeah. inning before Jordan Romano let those two home runs go. Yeah. Seven the four ended up being the final. But DB, this has just been the story of the Blue Jays yeah. season. They good, are, but not good enough. They are a fourth place team. Yep. Currently, the Yankees passed them with the loss yesterday. Yankees are better. And they whoop the teams bad that teams. are bad, like the Texas Rangers, they that they be, outscored twenty-five to two over the three-game team. Teams. But the good teams, they're they have a four hundred winning percentage. The Rays again. series that was a little different, where you thought they were going to make forward, and then with the Red Sox, the Red Sox absolutely was their kryptonite or their brick wall that they hit, and they got mowed over. 
like the chumps they are. Yeah, absolutely right, DB. Um, so unfortunately, we have to end this on a somber note. Yeah, um, who's with our, the loss Are we picking a Blue Jay of the week or fuck that? Uh, I'm just too depressed. To Me pick too. A Blue I'm Jays not even. Going. I don't even want to do that. Great to see Vladdy hit uh, hit four home runs. Fine, it's Vladdy. Yeah, hit, <laughs> hit four home runs out of the uh, yeah. out of the All Star break. But yeah. uh, MVP. Yeah, after that uh, Boston series, I'm just feeling deflated, and hopefully the Jays have better luck against the Mets um, this upcoming weekend. And uh, that'll do it for Inside the Dome. Yep, Remember, quick episode this week, guys. Yeah, uh, that's what happens when there's only five games to talk about, and two of them are seven-inning affairs. We're actually caught up for once. Hopefully this will come, be edited and put out in time, which I think it will be because it's a short episode. Potentially, you still got to finish editing the other one Almost <laughs> from last it. week. Almost done it. Um, uh, more on that. Has, on it, our... has it been a week? <laughs> yeah, we record every Thursday. But like, did the, has it been a week since the last one went? I was probably over a week, right? But it is what it is. Yeah. Check us out uh, on our social media at Inside the Dome Pod on uh, on Instagram, the Dome Pod on Twitter, Twitter, and send us an email at Inside the Dome Pod at gmail Let us know how we're doing. And make sure to check out our sponsor, guys, uh, Ofenti City, the launch cart store. Use code DOME10 to save yourself 10%. And, uh, yeah, just keep up with us on our socials, guys. Like DB said, we always post our look-aheads on Instagram before the series. We'll be recording the next one right after we finish this recording. And uh, and keep up with us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Anchor and wherever else you get your podcasts, guys. Thanks Absolutely. for hanging out. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week.